What is up guys, Randy here with Quick Tips for Dads. Today, I've got a very special episode for you. Um, my law school student hour chat with my buddy Garrett Speak at the Mitchell Hamlin School of Law. Today, we decided we're going to change it up a little and we broke the podcast into three different parts. First part is lessons we learned this week as dads or in fatherhood. The second part is lessons we've learned as students. And then the third part is just a Q&A between the two of us just trying to answer questions that we may have and give our best advice to each other. Hopefully this can be beneficial to you if you are a dad, if you are a law student, or a student in general, or just really anybody. I hope this can benefit you. Enjoy. All right. What's up, Garrett? Nothing much, Randy. Just getting to be final season. Yeah. No joke. Once finals comes around, this week's been exhausting. Yeah. It's like, especially like I'm behind on my outlines. So I'm like, man, I got to get on this. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I love law school, but this week's just, I'm ready for finals. <laughs> I'm ready. Just like, let's go. Yeah. Let's get it over with. I think, I think you and me are weird in that we're both like, like everyone, like in the little study group thing I just had was like, man, I really hope they put civil procedure as our last final mm-hmm. versus you and me are probably the kind of people like, no, no, no. I want civil procedure first. Let's eat the frog first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, let's just get let's her just done. Get it, like, get it out of once the way. Once civil procedures out of my life, focusing on torts and criminal will be so much easier. Yeah, for sure. This year, last year wasn't too bad. They spread out the one L test like every, you know, two, three days, whatever. This yeah. year, the first three days of finals, I have con law two, BA, <laughs> business associations, and what's the other one? I think it's uh, family law. Three tests in three days on the first three days of the finals, the two weeks of finals. And like, every, like there's a few of us that have that and everyone's like, oh, you know, complaining, whatever. And I'm just like, bring it on. Let's yeah. freaking go. Like, let's just get them done. Like, screw this. Because here's the thing that is nice about the test being curved and the whole grade being curved in law school is everyone's on the same like footing. Right. Like, like, like there's no one who's not on the same footing as you. And so like, which goes into the thing I want to share today, but like, stop complaining and just get her done. Yeah. Like just be an sure. adult. I agree hundred percent. So, I mean, that leads us kind of into like what are, we're, you know, for those of you listening that don't know, you, nobody knows except for me and Garrett and maybe my <laughs> wife, cause I told her about it. Um, we're going to start a new format to our podcast. We're going to split it into three different pieces. Um, The first one is lessons learned this week in fatherhood. The second section is going to be uh, lessons learned as a student, particularly as law students. And then third, we're just going to Q&A each other, just questions and answers and do the best that we can to answer each other's questions and and get some ideas out there. So we'll just jump right into part one, Garrett. Um, Would you like to start or should I I start with the lessons learned in fatherhood Uh, this week? why Why don't you go ahead this week? Okay. Awesome. So this week's been kind of a crazy week for us. Um, our baby decided he was no longer wanting to sleep through the night, awesome. waking up two thirty, three o'clock. And then a couple times he stayed up till nap time at noon. <laughs> so he was super cranky for my poor wife. Um, and I've, I got up with him a couple times. My wife got up with him a couple times and, um, I'm really bad at waking up in the middle of the night. Like I'm the biggest jerk on the planet. Like, Same. 
Like, I don't know what it is. Like my wife does pretty well when she gets disrupted sleep. Like she, she can function pretty well. I'm not a nice, um, but I sleep so deeply that she's awake for 15 minutes before I'm even awake to wake up the baby, like to wait, to get me up, to go take care of the baby. And so when I got up the other night, I got up two nights in a row and I was worried because I had a lot of studying to do. I was like, I have to be somewhat fresh to read, you know, these hundred pages of law school textbooks. And I was kind of struggling just cause I was like, man, like I felt really bad for being so frustrated. Like I felt terrible that I had been impatient with my wife, you know, that I had been impatient with the baby. Uh, I got up and, you know, changed his diaper, got him, you know, changed whatever he had peed through his outfit you know oh yeah glorious yeah and got him a bottle and you know we were just really tired um but a quote from c.s lewis actually came to my mind that i had heard a long time ago um and it's a lesson that i've learned before but i think was i was re i relearned it this time and this can apply to anyone whether you're religious or not he just kind of takes it in a religious context he says when i come to my evening prayers and try to reckon up the sins of my day nine times out of ten the most obvious one is some sin against charity i have sulked snapped or sneered um snubbed or stormed and excuse the um immediately the excuse that immediately springs to my mind is that provocation was sudden and unexpected i was caught off my guard i had no time to collect myself now that now that may be an extenuating circumstances as regards to those particular acts. They would obviously be worse if they had been deliberate and premeditated. On the other hand, surely what a man does when he is taken off his guard is the best evidence for what sort of a man he is. Surely what pops out before the man has time to put on a disguise is the truth. If there are rats in the cellar, you are more likely to see them if you go in very suddenly. But the suddenness does not create the rats. It only prevents them from hiding. In the same way, the suddenness of the provocation does not make me an ill er, it does not make me an ill-tempered man. It only shows me what an ill-tempered man I am. And I remembered that I had heard that quote a long time ago and I was just like, dang it. <laughs> I've got some rats in my cellar that I need to work out. Oh, yeah. Um but I think it's important to be self-aware enough to recognize that, you know, if you snap at your kid or your wife or you're super huffy when you get up in the middle of the night or whatever, you can work on that, like expect it and work on it and understand like you can improve yourself as a dad. You can try and be more patient. You can try and be more loving, more caring, whatever it may be. Right. Um, so that's like a big lesson I learned this week in, in fatherhood was just, you know, I, I have to work on myself. If my baby is frustrating me or my wife is frustrating me, like I can't necessarily change them. I can ask them I say, Hey, will you help me be better? Can you be better so that I can try and be better? You know, whatever, but I can control what I can control. And that's myself. And so okay. that's kind of a big thing I learned this week that I think a lot of dads can, can benefit from. You know, I love that Randy. I really love that. I needed to hear that actually. Um, and I couldn't agree more with that quote. Like, it's so true. Um, I as well wake up quite angry and rude in the middle (laughs) of the night. Like I'm a total morning person, but if it's in the middle of the night, it is, I'm not a happy camper. 
dude, I'll get up at 4 a.m. and just stay up. Like if the baby wakes up at 4, 430, I'll get up, feed him, watch a movie with him, whatever, and I'll just stay up through the day. But if it's right. 2 o'clock in the morning, game over. Yeah, I um, Well, and I think that's really a key to marriage as well is like you can sit around all day waiting for your spouse to change themselves or you can kind of change as well. Yeah. You know, and really take that look in the mirror. Now, there is a point of where it, it gets a little unhealthy, mind you. Like, let's not. But I think for the most part, I think sometimes you can make a simple change. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so my tip for this week is um, I made a boo-boo. And props to my <laughs> wife because she was not mad. She was just like, honey, I, you were doing really good at this whole communication thing. And then you messed up. <laughs> so when I go pick up my son... Right. I go pick him up. He's at my parents. My parents have this awesome house, not the one I grew up in, but it's pretty sweet. They always have like food because there's only because they're empty nesters now, you know, so it's really easy to go to pick up my son, vent out my day to my parents. You know, my dad works from home, so he's at home, too. And he's like one of my best friends. And so it's super easy to just like I go pick him up. I show up at like three thirty. And then it's like five o'clock and I'm still there. Oh no. You know, so, or like sometimes I'll go over there and, and study in the basement, you know, cause I want to avoid traffic cause I work in the city and they, you know, I live outside of the city. Right. So traffic's mm -hmm. the worst. Anyway, point being is my wife was not upset at the amount of time I spent there. I mean, it just means she got to make dinner in peace. Cause Teddy's been a brat recently and just cries <laughs> about every little thing. I mean, I feel Dude. comfortable saying that. Like you total brat, <laughs> like, don't know what happened to my little angel, but now he's just a brat. And, um, so like my wife was okay with it. She's like, I just wish you would have told me. Mm. I just wish you would have said, Hey, we're still here. Or, Hey, I'm going to study at mom and dad's or, Hey, like Teddy just woke up. He's really cranky. Just, I'm just going to give him a few moments yeah. at mom and dad's. Right. Right. Like, that simple. She was like, honey, like if you just could make it that simple. I won't care. Like, I get it. You know, she's like, I mean, I want to see you guys, but she's like, but the quiet is nice. <laughs> right. like, Fair enough. You know, I was like, point, point taken. So she's like, please, from now on, just tell me. Yeah. Just talk, um, talk to me. Right. But we also had a point of good communication this week. So, you know, working on it, you know, hey. but that was my, that's my dad lesson for the week. It's awesome. Yeah. Like when you said you're working on that, it reminded me of something I've thought about a lot is we're all works in progress, right? Like there's oh, yeah. an accounting principle in cost accounting mm -hmm. that's called work in progress or works in progress, whatever you want to call it. And it's all of the, it, you, you account for the value of the item as it's currently like the percentage that is completed essentially. Right. And I've thought about this a lot. Like, you know, I want to, I've, I'm still trying to, it's been years and I'm trying to figure out this analogy because to me it makes a lot of sense is that we're all on the balance sheet, right? As we're all, we're just not totally completed assets yet, but we're just not there yet. That's the key is we're all right. work in progress. And I think that's important. Like don't be so harsh on yourself, but learn from it, you know, move yeah, forward exactly. when, you, when you do bad or when you mess up. And, and props to my wife for not being mad I mean, you could tell she was frustrated. Okay. Like, let me, let me make that clear. Like that was, that was blatant. 
but she wasn't mad. You know, there's a difference between frustrated and mad. Frustrated to me is okay. Because sometimes yeah. things just do mess up your day and they mm -hmm. throw you off completely, right? But because frustrated doesn't mean you're upset or angry. It just means you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to, it adds a little bit of stress to your day. But mad, yeah. mad, my wife and I kind of have a saying that like mad's never really okay between each other. You know, yeah. we can be mad at coworkers. We can be mad at bosses. We can be mad at fellow law students. We cannot be mad at each other hmm. unless one of us really, truly messes up. But that yeah. hasn't happened, right? Within reason, of course. Yeah, but, you cross that bridge when you get there someday, yeah, maybe. Which hopefully you don't ever reach that point, right. right? But yeah, but exactly. Like, and of course, like, like, of course we've been mad at each other, but we've been mad at each other enough that we know we don't like it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it affects our, your, I don't know if it does for you, but our baby totally feels when we're upset with each other like, and he, he doesn't sleep as well. He doesn't eat well. He's cranky. Like he gets our, uh, Teddy gets very, like, he'll start to like cry a little bit if we're like mad at each other mm -hmm. or he'll get like super huggy and he'll just walk up and like <laughs> my wife and it makes my wife really happy. But the problem is, is like, it doesn't make her like forget it like i start to forget this. i'm like oh my family she's she still like hates my guts <laughs> so Dude. it's kind of like it almost like backfires because like you think she's okay like oh we're moving on and then she'll be like oh no oh no we are not like this is not over That's so. so funny this is not over <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, it affects our baby. There's a quote. I think it's Stephen Covey. I heard it. He said, between stimulus and response, there's a space. Mm -hmm. And so when you get that stimulus that will upset you and the response, which is anger, like you can take a break and you can sit and think like, okay, right. take a breath. How do I want to respond here? And that's what I need to do. I, I've worked on it for years and I've really improved, I think since like high school yeah i flew off the handle a bunch like easily in high school oh yeah but i've learned how to not do that now right and that's the thing like like my wife always says like you know because we're together on the weekends that's what that's when we get to spend time with each other i've talked about mm -hmm. that enough and she's like don't like i have this new rule where like even if it makes my day horrible don't start a fight <laughs> like like no matter how many stores she wants to go to and no matter how badly you want to watch the football game or no matter how badly you want to go do something or no matter how badly because you know i go to school every day she stays home and works every day she wants to go out every weekend i want to stay in every weekend right yeah. well i think i want to stay in i do enjoy going out with my wife but every weekend i think the same thing of i just want to stay in mm -hmm. i just want to stay in but it, it's super funny because as I think this, I find myself as I think this way, like to your point, it just really affects everyone. And so I've said, no, no, no. If I can be happy and okay and not get upset, it just makes my wife's whole weekend and that's worth it. Like, so like, I have awesome. to consciously like, Garrett, don't do it. Don't do it. Come on, don't do it. So yeah, I need fine. to be better at that. That's one thing I I some I, I will say something and I'll, I'll thought it through and be like I'll try and be like hey can we work this out and then it inevitably turns into well why are you mad at me <laughs> it's like right sorry I should have just said nothing and sometimes that's okay sometimes there are things you need to deal with and there's 100%. appropriate times I learned if you're hungry tired 
sleepy or like anxious or something, yeah. it's a bad time to talk about serious topics with your spouse. Well, yeah. Well, that's why we started the thing. Like my wife, my, my wife is transitioning with a role in her job. And so, you know, she has to repick benefits and stuff. And of course that's always a discussion you have to have with your spouse. Right. And like how much to contribute to this, how much coverage do we need? You know, start doing the math on, is it worth paying 300 extra dollars a month for this plan versus this plan? Probably not, (laughs) you know? And, um, so you start to calculate all that out. And you kind of start to go, huh, you know, like, so, so we have a thing where I just looked at her a couple nights this week and I said, sorry, the brain is checked out. My wife likes to think about things late at night. I like to think about things in the morning. Yeah. Like, and so my brain, once I come home from school, I'm done. Other than extra studying I'm going to do, I do not have the mental capacity to handle talking about a Roth. 401k versus a talk about finances and your budget and yeah i'm like i'm done i'm out sorry like not i just have zero interest in talking about that right now so communicating that is key but um but i think another thing too is making a conscious effort to not be mad like i didn't really think about that as a thing does that make sense Mm mm-hmm but like, as I've done it, like I did it last weekend and last weekend was awesome. No issues. Not that we have issues every weekend, by the way, like, like we don't. I mean, every couple has little issues. Right. And so it was so funny though, because this last weekend when I made the conscious effort, no matter how many stores, no matter how long it took, right. Things were fine. Life moved on. Life was okay. Mm-hmm. Like. I just did what she wanted and it made her really, really happy. And it was just worth it. Like, cause let's be real guys. I'm assuming most of you are men. If you're a girl, that's totally cool that you're listening to this, but men, you never want to fight with your wife unless it's something <laughs> blatantly like, honey, we need to contribute to a 401k. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, like, unless it's something blatantly like that, does that make sense? Where it's like, yeah. Like where it's like, no, that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like my dad always says, like, you just have to like reserve like your hit points for the ones that matter. You know, <laughs> awesome. like, I love like, that. My dad used to play like my Pokemon games for me. He's like, think of the, like, like that, like that. Like sometimes you just have to reserve like your hit points for the bat. Like sometimes you just have to go, whatever you want the drapes to be this color. I don't care. I think it's ugly, but I don't care. Pick your battles a little bit. If you're a really good man. You just go, wow, I think they look great too, honey. Instead of being like, I don't like them, but it's up to you, right? Like, like don't be passive aggressive. Like, if you're really good, like, you're uh, not that way. But, yeah, I'm working on that. I, I try. I'll tell her my opinion then because she, she asks for it, which is I know. makes it that much more difficult. And you're like, well. So you're like, do I, I be honest? I don't like it, but if you like it, I like it, honey. <laughs> right, yeah, right. If you want to <laughs> do this, then we'll do it. The hard one, another hard one for me is, um, uh, so, well, and there's those topics and every wife is, every person is different, right? But every yeah. wife is different. So like most men cannot make a comment on their wife's cooking. It always is good. <laughs> I learned from dating. My wife is actually very comfortable being told that maybe like this wasn't her masterpiece. 
Yeah. You know, well, we, I usually criticize the recipe be, instead of criticizing her. Like I was like, Hey, like oh, the recipe you, was not great, but right. Like, or yeah, exactly. Right. Like I'll be like, Hey, like, I think there's too much basil in this. And she'll be like, Oh yeah, I think so too. Like, I think you're right. You know, mm-hmm. or sometimes like the, she used to make this, it's really common in China. It's like an egg and tomato. It's like scrambled eggs and tomatoes. It's a really common dish in China. Like you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, she used to make it a lot. And finally one day I was like, you know, I'm just going to be honest, honey. I just really don't care for this dish. I think it's really easy to a fault. It kind of feels like making your kid chicken nuggets. You know, it's just kind of filling and it tastes like, okay. Like no one thinks tomatoes and scrambled eggs taste bad, you know? <laughs> But I was like, honestly, I don't get a lot out of it. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't really like it that much. And she's like, really? And this is like early on in our marriage, like first three or four months. And I was like, yeah, I just like really don't like it. And she was like, I'm really happy you said that because I don't like it either. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had eaten it while we were dating, right? And I had, you know, eaten it while we were married. She thought, well, it's a good fill because it is a great filler dish, you know, just to put on the side or whatever, right? Just like half because it takes like five minutes. Yeah. And like literally my wife was like, oh, thank goodness. You know, like done. Funny. No problem. Not going to include this dish on there anymore. Totally cool with that. And I was like, wow. So like that's something like like other things like I just know like, nope, nope, nope. Don't mention it. Yeah. We have these purple drapes in our house, in our living room. I want to get rid of them in the worst way. My wife thinks they're great. They're leftovers from the previous owner. And I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Don't ever touch it again. Touch that three times. Bad idea. <laughs> Why I kept touching it, I don't know. But, you know. That's hilarious. Anyway. That's awesome. So some good lessons learned as a dad this week. I think I think a lot of dads could benefit from our mistakes. I sure hope. Yes. yes. So we'll, we'll move on now. Um, so part two, lessons we learned as a student this week. Um, would you like to start yeah. this one? Yep, I would love to. So I've got a big one this week. You know, I don't know how many of y'all have seen the uh, Prince of Egypt, but there's that song in it called Playing with the Big Boys Now. Guess what? In law school, you're playing with the big boys now, guys. Like, (laughs) you're the best of the best of the best of the best. Even at, at, like, a lower tier law school, like, if you look up their admission stats, only, like, 50% of people that apply get accepted. Right. Like, even at, like, our schools, which are not Harvard and Yale, you know. Not even close. But they still, like, probably have declined more people than you think. But... Um, like when I looked up the stats at mine, it was like 50%. I was like, what? No, but you know, sometimes you forget that like even a 151 is a 50 percentile score on the LSAT. Yeah. You know, like you scored better than 50% of the people point being though, is we had a situation this week where we took a practice. Um, you know, we have the class that teaches us study skills. We had a practice final in that class and it was based on, it was an Iraq problem based on torts. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, how do I say this? The, um, so the directions clearly stated at the end, the very last direction was read the rubric. Okay. <laughs> and in the rubric, it says, include your T chart, five points. 
right? T-chart's a way you outline for your IRAC rules and anal in your analysis section. And it's really simple and basic, but they just want you to put it there to show that you did it. I luckily, before I submitted mine, went back, made sure I, I had time left over, went back, read the directions, and I saw, read the rubric. I clicked on the link to the rubric. It was like, oh, wow, look, there it is, T-chart. That's five free points, got to include it, right? Turns out that not even half, but like a good chunk of the class did not include their T-chart. And they were very, very upset. So upset that they emailed the teacher and visited her as a group to talk to her about it, about how the directions didn't specifically say to include a T-chart and we should get our five points back. And my professor did it because she's like, you know what, it's a pass fail class, like over it. But here's the problem. So I did not pay, I did not take this class seriously enough in the beginning. So I'm barely, I'm one point away from passing or failing the class as it stands right now. Oh, man. I killed this test because I've been working with her one-on-one -on, -one on getting better at eye racking and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I killed this test. I did really well. But giving a third or a fourth of the class those five points for free took me from being well within passing the class to being one point outside of passing the class. So dumb. And my teacher promised me, she's like, Hey, I'm not going to let you fail by this one point, you know, like, Hey, I'll make, cause yeah. I brought that up to her. I said, it's not fair that I, and she's a very reasonable person. I love her. She was like, she's like, look, I, I'm not going to, great point Garrett. I will not let you fail by one. I'll make you that deal. I will add the point to yours if need be. Right. Like, I was like, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll remember this. Right. And, and it is, but I, but I accept that I really screwed up in the beginning. Like I really screwed up this class, like wholeheartedly, like I messed up. I was mm -hmm. stupid. But um, point being is, you know what, in middle school, when you got an F for not putting your name on your assignment and you got mad about it, because the teacher wouldn't even grade it. They just give you a zero. Remember that? Was that, was that a rule for you guys in middle school too? Oh, yeah. Okay, just making sure. There were some teachers that had mercy and that said, like, you get one chance. Like, I'm putting it up here, magnet. Yeah, like, your first, your first time, there you go. Yeah. Your second time, nada. Like, no, like, we had a teacher that literally would magnet them right above the garbage can, and if they weren't claimed within one day, they were thrown away. Yeah, same. Same. Or very similar. Maybe not that yeah. exactly, but very similar. Yeah. You know, I look back at that and as cruel as it seemed at the time, but what does that teach us? That teaches us to like, don't overcomplicate it and make sure you're doing the little steps. Mm -hmm. You can do, you can write the best IRAC ever. And the assignment was out of 70 points, but you're only going to get 65 if you didn't include your T-chart. Yeah. End of conversation. Just like how you can have the best paper ever in middle school. And if you don't put your name on it, that's it. Like, that's an F, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, welcome to law school. You're like, like we're, we're grown adults, you know? And I think that's a kind of my student lesson for the week is do the little things, like really make sure that you read the directions. Cause in the directions, it literally said, read the rubric with a link to the rubric. Mm-hmm. 
you know so guys like read your rubrics dot your dot your i's and cross your t's read the directions um we also to piggyback off this we also did oral arguments this week and i volunteered and um it was great it was a good it was a good learning experience even though i don't want to do litigation i figured hey this will be cool right for summary judgment it was an oral argument for summary judgment and mm -hmm. It was it's it was interesting to see how seriously people took it or didn't take it. Mm. And you could see the difference in the people who, like I said, didn't dot their I's, didn't dot, didn't cross their T's, didn't take it seriously. And you could see the professors, it was ungraded, wasn't worth any extra credit, it was all just for fun but you could see how disappointed they were. And you could see how happy they were when they could see that someone had taken it seriously, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you don't do something as little as just go read the directions, or even if the people in the oral arguments did take it seriously, some people just argued things that weren't material fact, because that's what summary judgment's all about is, yeah, there's no dispute over material fact, right? And people would do that. And it was really sad to see the professor there's just kind of shaking their heads going like, and they wouldn't say anything. So once again, they don't want to discourage anyone, but you could tell when yeah. certain things happened where they would be like, that's not, that's not the scope of the assignment. Like you're arguing the wrong thing, you know, like, right. like you prepared this great case, like it was for trial, but it's not for trial. It's for summary judgment. We're not yeah. here to do the facts. We're here. Your, your job is just to go. We don't, there's no disputation of facts. Therefore the judges can just make a movement now. Yeah. Anyway, you get the idea. Cross your I's, dot your T's, read the directions. And as a good friend said to me, just remember, those are the little things that even if they get a better grade than you today or tomorrow, what is that going to look like when they apply for jobs or once they start actually working in the real world? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get a second chance to dot your I's and cross your T's at the law firm you go work out if on your first month you mess up a few times because you didn't put your name on the paper or you didn't sign <laughs> right you missed one signature and the case is gonna might get thrown out or 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 yeah right? the, the, well, the senior partners are not gonna have that yeah they're not gonna be as kind as your teacher may have been where the mob showed up and she was like fine so be it i'll just attack on five points well it says i didn't say it so specifically and i was like well it said read the rubric <laughs> come on like i don't know to me it's like let them learn the lesson but i trust this teacher's judgment so anyway yeah. what's yours this week mine is it's been a tough week for school um but my, my biggest lessons really are kindness will always win and patience will always win mm -hmm. um because like we don't have too bad of a school like we, we have a pretty good school like not a lot of people are bickering or you know have such contrasting or let me let me rephrase Same. that have such low respect for the other for the opposing viewpoints that like they're always fighting right i've heard right. of other schools there's a lot of that and whatever um but just like as a student as a lawyer um i was thinking about it and we've been dealing with family law stuff in my class right now and yeah. that it's a heavy class but i actually really enjoy it it's mm -hmm. really interesting talking about like and I run scenarios through my head like, okay, if I were to do a prenup or a 
post up mm-hmm. or a whatever. Like a, if I right. were to get divorced, what would happen? Like I'm not planning on it, but like right. I run well, these scenarios and I'm like, even if I were to, you know, we, me and my wife were to separate for whatever reason, I would still hope I could be kind. And like right? in school, like it helps to be kind to everyone because you never know who you're going to need to work with later down the road. Um, you never know who's going to end up like going to church with you and you've just cussed them out over something stupid. Like you right. never know who you're going to run into in the future. You know, maybe you'll be a prosecutor and you made some serious enemies in law school by, because you were so competitive or whatever. And you got this defense attorney that is now hell bent on kicking your rear end into kingdom come. Like right. it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and, and just, and just be patient with yourself, be patient with others, give each other some grace, give each other some, some leeway because we all are in the same boat. We're all playing with the big boys now. Like you said, yeah, you know, put your belt on and let's go put your yeah. boots on. Like, but also like understand like everybody's struggling with something. Right. And so be kind, be patient, be a little bit more loving, be a little bit more selfless. Like don't be so selfish about everything. And that will benefit everyone around you, not just you, your wife, your kid, but anyone you come in contact with at school even. Like there are people at school that I'm like, they just, they've told me, they're like, I'm grateful when you come around because you bring good energy and you're always nice to me. Right. And so I'm like, okay, sweet. <laughs> like, right, and it's only going to benefit me in the future if I'm kind to somebody. I don't think it will ever be a deterrence. I mean, there are people that, you know, have to be smart about, not being pushover. Right. But at the same time, it's like, it will never hurt me to be kind to someone. Well, that's kind of the biggest thing I've got this week, especially in law school where it is designed to be competitive, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think we can both say our law schools are not pushy about the competitiveness as some law schools are. Mm -hmm. Law schools really push like everyone to hate each other. Oh yeah. Like I've heard stories Harvard. about, I don't know if it was at Harvard or like one of the top tier schools. Yeah. People are ripping pages out of the books in the library because, right. because the, they want to get the upper hand. It doesn't even need to be top tier schools. Um, my, one of my professors in undergrad, he went to law school. He went to Roger Williams in Rhode Island. I'm calling you out Roger Williams. Just kidding. Maybe it's changed, <laughs> but he, um, like, so not even a top tier school. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's a great school, but it's not yeah. Harvard. Right. And that's what he was like, was he was like, people would be ripping cases out of case books. Like every yeah. year, the library literally had to buy new case books and replenish because on finals, kids would just be tearing them out, you know, and so that no one else could have it. And he was like, in my law school, like fostered that environment. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I hated it. And I was like, oh man, that's not, that's not cool. But to your point, um, where law school is such a competitive environment that is so key like i found a really great um it's called the short and happy guide by richard freer for um civil procedure Mm -hmm. and i found it and i loved it and so whenever i'd overhear people talking about like oh i'm struggling so much in civil procedure i'd be like hey hey hey, check this out this is really helpful Mm -hmm. and i've made more friends that way than any other way just being like, hey, check this out. 
Oh, like yeah. I had a guy walk up to me today and thank me for that. He's like, I have no clue where I would be if it wasn't for that book. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're going to get a better grade than me. You know, <laughs> that's awesome though. But that right. feels good though. It feels so yeah. good to like be of service. And I don't know how you've seen it there in Minnesota, but here in Idaho, the legal community is like a fraternity. All of the Same. lawyers want to help everybody. Right. Especially if you're tight. Like when they said at orientation, I thought it was super cheesy. You know, I'm sure they said it at yours as well, where they go, hey, you know, like the people in your section, they're people you're going to know and remember the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like the friends I've made in my section, like there's one of them, whatever form of law she decides to go into. Like, just because I know her really well at this point, mm -hmm. I will always recommend her to anyone I know that's got a question yeah. whatever that is i don't i don't care if it's if it's corporate and i ever have the chance to hire her she she has a job <laughs> that's if, awesome if, if it's criminal and i'm in corporate and i know someone needs criminal like literally like forever just because she's helped me i've helped her and then there are other people i can say that about too like so when they said that at orientation now i really understand like yeah you're right you do kind of go through the ringer together mm -hmm. yeah three you years know? of same class like you like you're all in classes together and right and and you just you get to know each other and you like you said because you're going through these i mean one l thank goodness i was a missionary before one l and that was a crazy <laughs> stressful experience in the best of ways and i miss it desperately uh -huh. and i know someday i'm gonna miss one out i really believe that some people say no way i go i think i will i think someday i will miss this just yeah. the camaraderie in some ways. Um, but it, it is interesting to see how you can either choose to come together or you can choose to be competitive and apart. And like you said, mm -hmm. hate each other for it. Yeah. And so I'm a big believer in the coming together. Like my section, we have a section um, group me text. Mm -hmm. chain. And it's just fun. I mean, Hey, I mean, sometimes people say things where I'm like, Oh, whatever. But sometimes people say really funny stuff or like people who just share funny things they find on the internet. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's really cool actually. But anyway, so I agree with that. Like just being nice to people is huge. Cause like you said, where lawyers are a fraternity, if they know you're just a good guy, you're going to, they're, they're going to help you out. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've gone to lunch with attorneys around here, gone just, you know, just talk to them and they're all like, yeah, come on over. Like they take an hour out of their day to just like chat. Right. And it's just like, oh, dang. And I mean, even down in Utah, too, they were the same. They were all, I yeah. talked to a bunch, like, just give me a call. Do you want to talk to the prosecutor? You want to talk to the defense? You want to talk to the corporate? You want to talk to whoever? Like, right. I can hook you up. And I'm like, seriously? That's so cool. What? Because that's not how accounting was in my experience. <laughs> it's it's unique. It is yeah. super unique. Like, it's cool. you don't see it until you're in law school at least and you go, Oh, 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 mm -hmm. got it. Okay. That's a hundred percent. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we've got about f six minutes left, five minutes left. Um, do you have any questions you want to ask me? I can ask you questions. We just, just, yes. Enlighten me really quickly. Okay. Secrets to studying for finals in particular civil procedure. Um, what was most helpful to me last year was practice exams. If your teacher mm -hmm. has an old exam, do it, do the whole exam early 
don't do it like the week of finals week before finals no, like no, do it now please. yeah um do it as early as possible go on quimby or themis or whatever you've got barbary and do all the essay questions that you can find there um is your teacher doing multiple choice or essay do you know just essay just pure right. essay yeah. yeah, in that case, I would do as many practice essays as you can get your hands on because exposure to the material early will help you retain it once it's time to really start grinding and studying it. And getting it low stakes failure early is the most important thing to retain information. And so but, during finals week, that's high stakes failure time. Like it's not time to be hopefully that, learning. That, that is not the time to be finishing your outline. Exactly. Um, right now is a great time over Thanksgiving break, um, is a great time to do, you know, 15, 20 throughout all your courses. You don't have to do them all for the same course, but just take half an hour, 45 minute blocks and just plow through as many essay exams as you can in that time, because you'll retain the information better. And then once you review it, you'll remember it better. Yeah. Well, that's like, I'll do, this'll be my, this'll be a law school tip one of these days. But when I, when I go to the academic excellence office, that's how I've gotten so good at IRAC because IRAC is everything in the legal profession. It turns out like everything is at IRAC. least in law school. I don't like, know about yeah. the whole profession, but... right? Yeah, that's fair. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I can't say that. So cut that out. Um, that's, that's off the record, mm-hmm. but on the record, everything in law school is IRAC, even like my oral argument. Like when I was at, I was doing some tutor, I was getting tutored and I like made this epiphany all of a sudden working on this IRAC. I was like, cause I was really struggling with the structure I should use and this and that. And I was like, Oh, Oh, it's all IRAC. And my, and the tutor high fived me and said, yes, you have like, you finally made the epiphany of epiphanies that everything's an IRAC. Yeah. It's IRAC within an IRAC within an IRAC. Or even just one big IRAC. Everything's an IRAC. Like, like law school in general is an IRAC. Like this and that is an IRAC. Like everything, like is every like, talk I write for church is going to be an IRAC form <laughs> from now on. I'm being serious. Like, cause everything in law school is an IRAC. Yeah. And That's I was true. like, all of a sudden, like, it was like, I just felt like bestowed, like, like, like power just like came in. Like, it's like, I just like got like Jedi powers or something like it was Isn't that the greatest cool. thing when it just clicks all of a sudden the light bulb moment because you've been oh. working through it, working through it, working through it. And then all of a sudden it all weaves together like, in your brain and all semester I've been meeting with this teacher. And once again, I'll touch more on it next week or a different week because this is definitely a key to law school for me, at least so far. I've been working with her at, at least once a week doing mm-hmm. Iraq for an hour with her. Right. She great. You know, I send them, you know, I send them in, we go over yeah. them grades them she gives me a new one right and it suddenly just clicked like all of a sudden civil procedure um iraq's got easier all of a sudden like everything got easier all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh like everything's in iraq everything is an Mm -hmm. iraq someday we'll talk about iraq for those that don't know what an iraq is yet issue rule analysis conclusion it's everything guys (laughs) <laughs> Iraq and C-Rack, which are the same thing, just some people like to stir the pot. But hey, I like the conclusion at the beginning. I like the Kriak. I like saying like, so if there's I, a, I think if there's I a think question crack. that says, should this be this? Yes, because. 
So I like, so I don't mind either one. I think they're the same thing. Just one says in conclusion at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> and at the end, and one just says the issue is at the beginning and then in conclusion at the end. Yeah. Like, I think they're the, I mean, you like literally like we've been taught just to copy and paste them. So like yeah, your conclusion right. is literally just be a copy and paste of your issue without the issue is. Without the question mark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's fair. All right. Um, I guess we got one quick minute lightning question. I, I can go with you here. Do it. Um, what is one thing you did not expect to happen or that would be as being a dad? What is something you just did not expect that you Ooh. experienced being a dad? Something I did not expect. How, how much fun it is. And how the first six months are the easiest six months. <laughs> right? Like, like that's the thing. Like your first six months, you're running around like as if like your house is on fire. And you're like, oh my gosh, my baby wakes me up five times a night. Ugh. But like after those six months, you're going to wish you had them back. Because your baby sleeps 18 hours a day at least. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything. They're literally a potato on your bed. <laughs> like, uh, like that's the thing I wish I knew. Like people told me that, but like there's a difference between knowing and being told, right? Yes. I wish really I really understanding and comprehending versus like knowing. Like my wife will be the first person to tell tell me, like, like she's like, Hey, if you gotta like go get a summer internship somewhere far away, not saying this whatever happened, but she's like, I don't even care. Because with our, our next baby coming up here, it'll be born in May. And um, she's like, I don't even care because the first six months are fine. Like, it just sleeps. Yeah. Like, she's like, it's it true. sleeps, you change its diaper, you give it some tummy time. Like, that's about how it works. You can literally put them in those stupid little bouncy chairs and they'll look at the ceiling all day. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, like, they will. Yeah, he was in a swing while I was in class a lot of last year. Yep, exactly. Like it's pretty easy, and then they grow up, and it's like, and now that my son, he's uh, twenty months, about total brat, can't handle him anymore. Dude, once they're mobile, man, it's game over. Yeah, and I'm gonna give you this warning, just because my son's a little bit older. Once they start to gain real intelligence, it's really. Oh yeah. My son's figuring out how to open up doors. He's figuring out um, to cry for everything. So like we're getting the crying right now and, and, you know, and it's really hard to not give them comfort sometimes, but like, you can't, yeah. like, if you give them comfort <laughs> at all, like you are screwing your, like, it's like my wife and I always say rule number one of newborns that we tell everyone rule number one, do not, do not, do not like, or not newborns when they're younger, like make them cry it out in the middle of the night. It'll be really hard for a few nights but you will be rewarded later on. Yeah. Like as difficult as it is, if you just let them cry it out and it sounds so cruel, life is good. Like they won't like they'll, they'll like Ferber method is what I think it's called. Like they will go back to sleep and then they'll be good sleepers. But anyway. Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's true. I'd never thought of this first six months being the easiest because we had our baby during orientation for law school. 
So we decided yeah. law school wasn't hard enough. So we had a baby, moved to a different state, and quit my career within like a three week time frame. Yep. <laughs> so, no, I feel times. that. But that's the thing. The first six months are the like. But now, do you look back and go, man, if it was the first six months, this would be like, come on, like this is easy. Yeah. But really, like what? Do, like I remember, like my wife and I complaining, oh man, like kids, man, it's crazy, bro. And then you sit there and you're like, well, they, you just change their PP diaper every few hours and you uh, give them some yeah. tummy time and then they scream because they're hurting from tummy time. So you roll them back over and <laughs> well, that's about the extent of what you do. And if they're breastfed as a, as the, as a dad, there's really nothing you can do there. Like it's true. Man, it's, yeah. I can't, I mean, Hey, I don't have the hardware. Right. Exactly. Like I do not have the natural ability to do that. So anyway, awesome. I got to run. So, okay. Thanks for being on today, Garrett. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of quick tips for dads, the law school student hour. Garrett and I really enjoyed talking about all things, fatherhood, all things, law school, and just answering each other's questions you know sometimes we just need to bounce a question off of somebody else and i hope it can provide value to you as a listener Um, and if we did provide value for you please like subscribe and share this podcast so we can grow also we're really excited to announce that in the coming weeks we will be starting a youtube channel where we post these recordings of our law school student hour chats and some other fun videos that i'm hoping to put out to encourage dads in all different ways whether that be cooking learning just being a dad anything in all things dads we want to encourage you to be the best dad that you can be so thanks again please like subscribe and share once again and we will talk to you all next time peace